0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 369. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Please make sure to follow the Elijah Fire Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it. Rate us there as well. That really helps us out. I also want to give a shout out to the 30-something people on Podbean. You guys are really holding down the fort on Podbean. That's what I'm talking about. Thirty something strong. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout out to them. I was like, oh, I was like the Podbean people. I want to say hi to them. So hey, Podbean people. Um, also, guys, anytime you donate to Elijah Streams, ElijahStreams.com/donate, you know that it goes towards this, keeping this free, all of our ministries, uh, keep keeping them afloat. Uh, But we don't stop there. We go, you know what? We're going to go above and beyond. And so a a portion of every donation goes into our water well efforts uh, across the world, actually, all over the world. I was going to say across the pond, and I caught myself because I was like, no, it's also we're doing stuff with First Nations people here in the States as well, different reservations. So super exciting. Uh, We're going to play a quick video, and then we're going to get going.
0: We want to share with you what your donations are doing. This is is Florence's story.
2: Initially, the leader of the village wanted a water source because he saw the need in the community. And when he reached out to us, she was one of the places that We visited her area and when we checked the place, there was no water that you could be able to drill a water source, a water well. And so she believed that the water well will be in this area. But with the surveyors, after checking everything, like there was no way. And she said, no, that water well is going to be in this place. So she took a step of faith. And she was listening to a pastor, and as the pastor was sharing, he mentioned something and said if there is something that the enemy has taken away from you, it is a point to claim it back. And so she decided to hold the dirt from the ground and claimed the water well in that exact spot. After the surveyors had moved around the whole village and the Shomasi team, they definitely came back. To the exact same spot and that is what the lord does she took a step of faith and now the community is being blessed by the water well that is in this area lives are being changed A number of people have given their lives to Christ exactly at this spot. She is a living like testimony. The water source is just exactly in the town center and everyone can come and drink from this very source. Clean, safe, and also receive Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. (laughs) So thank you so much.
0: Together, we can continue to bring clean water to those in need. Donate today at Elijah slash donate.
1: Thank you guys again for your donations. Um, also I want to remind people several times to make sure that everybody gets this announcement. Uh, for a while it was understood that you couldn't do playlists on rumble. And so that was something we were really bummed out about. And so we, um, When we lost YouTube, we're like, oh man, but what about the teaching series that we do? They're meant to be in playlists. Well, Rumble got, I wrote Rumble and they got back to me and they're like, yo, we do actually have, we do have playlists, get with the program. And so um, if you go onto our main page, you can navigate, there's all, there's a bunch of different tabs, all videos, live playlists. Uh, So the playlist tab on our Elijah Fire channel on Rumble. I will take you to all of our fantastic teaching series that we've done from discernment featuring Jennifer Martin to understanding healing featuring Yvonne to renewing your mind featuring Kara Starnes. Uh, all of them are there. Uh, we are going to be updating all of the thumbnails um, in a bit uh, to better match the new style that we've done. Uh, so I'll make sure to let you guys know because sometimes, you know, even if you're your brain will trick you. You're like, oh, it's not here, but it is actually the same one, but it's just a different thumbnail. So I'll let you guys know just so you can be looking out for that. I know that you guys like to pass around those uh, those playlists of the different teaching series. And so I want to make sure that you guys have that as an option. Super stoked that it is back in full swing on Rumble. So very exciting. All right. Speaking of exciting, I always love having this guest on. He and I, we just bro it up and we jam in the spirit. So Uh, For those who don't know who he is, he's a preacher, he's a musician, singer, and he's co-founder of Crave. Let's give it up for our guest today, Josh Rich. What up, dude?
3: (laughs) Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. Such an honor.
1: Yeah, you're in cold,
3: snowy Kentucky i'm in cold snowy kentucky i don't know if it hit everybody but we are bundled up here actually we have a fire going on back there my dad got that started for me uh the heat's gonna be kicking on i hope that's not a distraction for anybody i'm trying to stay warm over here
1: yes we don't want you to freeze uh during the live stream just pray that the fire of the Lord would enter in into- the Elijah fire. <laughs> right. The Elijah fire would come and warm my soul. Mm, amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, dude. Well, um, we titled this three things the body needs. Okay. Um, and I really, really like these notes. This is where I, I've been feeling. Uh, A pull from the Lord, and I've been noticing, dude, a lot of people in this boat, just been feeling a pull from the Lord to just like keep things really simple, to focus on the simplicity of our relationship with the Lord. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of complexity in life, a lot of complex problems. But when we're dealing with the Lord, it's really straightforward, which is awesome. Uh, So why don't you set this up? you tee us up and then we'll uh and then we'll go
3: yeah the Lord is straightforward his word is straightforward I think um I think that we try to bend it towards our own will and that complicates his word when it's actually like you said very straightforward Mm -hmm. he he means what he says he says what he means uh the only time that it gets really complicated is when we try to bend it around our own flesh and what our what we desire uh but you know what i've got i've got the word right here open in front of me and um i'm constantly surprising my own self with how simple it actually is when i get back to it and i'll read something or have revelation of something that i've known my my entire life Mm -hmm. i joked this sunday with our church um, while i was while i was speaking and i said you know how how are we how are we always shocked and surprised? We know it. We've said it a hundred times, and then all of a sudden it's like a light bulb comes on, and his word is so powerful, so simple. Um, but uh, you know, I, I might use the word simple today quite often, but I certainly don't mean easy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that those two things, I think sometimes we try to partner them together. um, but especially when we're talking about, Christianity, when we're talking about walking with Christ, you can say it is a simple walk, but certainly not an easy walk. So if I use the word, um, simple, I don't mean that it comes with ease, uh, but it is straightforward. Um, I'll, I'll open up in this way. I'm very excited to, to, to talk about this, uh, with everyone and, and have you hear my heart, but I had, um, This this Holy Spirit experience a couple of months ago where we were actually having a very um, strong storm here in the natural, not in a vision, but naturally we were having a a very heavy storm here and um, it started to hail. So I hopped in my car and I drove up the street where there's a church and there's a, a, a covering. So I got up under there and while I was sitting there watching the storm, the Lord began to talk to me and share with me something about what he was going to be doing um, in this season with the church and some of that was just something personal he spoke to me Mm -hmm. but i want to share the highlights he he started to um, relate himself to this storm and he said that the power of these these winds the power of these rains are in no comparison to me And I started, it's like I was seeing in a natural eye, but my supernatural eye was like lighting things up that I was seeing in the natural. And I started to see the way that the water was kind of rushing through the street as it began to slightly flood. And it was trying to make a way and cleanse out, um, or it was cleansing out this, this street. And he started to speak to me about this cleansing that was coming to the body and he humbled me so much to say not even to look at what he was doing, not to worry and uh, get in the way of that cleansing. And I think so often when there is a cleansing in the body of Christ, when there is a walking away, our, our immediate reaction is just to hold on to people and hold on to things as tight as possible. But he so strongly said, "You're you're, you're not even meant to see, so bury your head so low, wow. get so, so low so that you don't get distracted by what I'm going to do because you're naturally going to want to hop in front of it and say, wait, Lord, no, this isn't, no, this can't be. And I felt such an urge from the Holy Spirit and uh, it, the, the words, get low, get low, just kept on coming to me. Mm-hmm. And um, it, there's been such a theme here in our house, in our team, and then I, I think it's in our our nation, it's in, it's in the body of Christ, this desire for revival. And yeah. uh, th- through this, through this burning that the Holy Spirit has been doing in me, in our house, I see just such a such a um, uh, a conversation between the two of this desire for revival and this this humbling and this cleansing and this simplicity. Like you said, of how do we reach that? And. Is it a pure desire in our heart to to reach out for revival? What is revival? And um, we we've, we've been in the Book of Acts looking at the early church, and I've got uh, my friend Derek here with me, a leader in our church, and he's here praying with us as we yeah speak.
1: Derek, <laughs> Derek's
3: here guys, Derek's here. But uh, he he was just mentioning that someone on your show the other day was speaking on that early church, and uh, there is that simplicity in that church, but there's such a power and a pattern uh, that I've been looking at. One, they waited on the Holy Spirit. Uh, They gave all that they had. They um, ultimately sacrifice was um, a big part of it. And so let's dive in right here at this point. There's no way to sugarcoat it. But as we desire for revival in America, as we desire for revival in our churches and in our people, uh, the the question came to my spirit, and it was, are you even ready to receive it? Mm -hmm. Have you even prepared yourself? Have you prepared your people? Have you prepared your body to actually even receive this holy wind that might blow through? And... Um, to be so honest with you, my my spirit spoke to my church. Maybe this isn't for everyone, and I said, "We we're not ready. Hmm. We are not ready for the mighty weight of His glory." And I said, "I do believe we will be, and I believe this for America. I believe that we will be ready, but I don't believe that we are we are a we are a church that is ready for the weight of His glory." The Bible says that He will not put on put on us more than we can bear. I've said that at many funerals. I've said that, uh, in many dark situations with people to give hope. And that is the truth to that side. But I felt the Holy Spirit give revelation that it's also on the other side, that God will not put up something on us that we're not even ready to bear yet, uh, that, that we can't even, um, hold on to when he places it in us. And in that storm, when the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, um, the Lord started showing me these trees being so heavily bent over. And he said, some trees will bounce right back and others will be uprooted and go with the wind. Hmm. And it's been my desire in pursuit of this holy revival or this mighty move of God, this coming back to the heart of Jesus, uh, whatever you want to title it. We've talked about revival on here. What it doesn't really matter what you title it, it is Jesus. And when we are seeking that next level, when we are seeking to say to the Lord, I want all that you have, have we even prepared the altar in ourself? Hmm. For when it comes that there would be an altar built for god to send that holy fire to send that that mighty move and i think through pride some people would answer and be like well i don't see how it could ever be a bad thing when we're not talking about bad versus good we're talking about honor and respect for the things of the Holy Spirit, that if we request for his greatness, if we request for revival to hit America, you know, that's not said lightly. It's a mighty thing to ask. Are we going to be a people who are spiritually ready and prepared? So I, I know that we gave it a title already, but if I could, if I could add a second title, I would say, uh, this talk would be ready ground it would be ready ground we want to be a ready ground and the the mighty words of the lord that i'm holding here that we would be deep rooted in his words so that when so that when the winds the winds not the winds but the winds of whether it be treachery or his glory would rush through that we would be deep rooted to not be carried off with it because we can have great experiences of a move of God but without the revelation of word without deep rooted foundation what happens is we just continue to chase after a one-time experience
1: and then we label that revival yeah chime in (laughs) well i mean even even uh like it's almost a year ago now the asbury revival where like that was like one thing everyone's like oh this is it this is it and and i think that was i mean you were i think you were saying this a lot of people were saying this That. It was a a form of something that God was going to do because, again, it's not relegated to one location. And if Asbury had continued to go the way that it was, you know, maybe people would have been too locked into that mentality, which is an old mentality of like, okay, whenever there was a, whenever like the Toronto blessing or, uh, you know, fill in whatever old revival, Azusa Street, it was a. It was isolated to an area, right? So then we would say, Oh, the Asbury revival, that's what it is. I'm like, No, like, I think in many ways, God was like, I can do this in an instant anywhere. Yeah. You know, and, you know, for me personally, I've been pretty, pretty open that I've felt like the Lord has been doing a lot of open heart surgery on me lately, uh, especially the past couple of months. Uh, And it's been super, super, uh, intense, um, you know, good, really good, but a lot of tears, um, a lot of just exposure of stuff within my own heart, um, things that I didn't know were there, you know? And, um, so I know that that's the way it's been looking for me. I mean, obviously you have a congregation, so, I mean, I don't know if you've been seeing different things, like how how is this going to look? Is it going to just look like how whatever God is leading you to do? If it's exciting or it's scary or it's yeah. whatever, just to be obedient to that—is that what this is? This is more about in this season.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think I can I can relate to you to say that God's just done something in me. Um, <laughs> it's been happening where when it happened. It was so deep inside of me Mm. and uh, Derek and I, like I mentioned, we actually went to um, a a conference basically. I don't think they call it that, but basically like a conference and the Lord was just moving mightily and uh, I'll share this because what you were saying reminded me of it, that when we were leaving, there was, you know, 10,000 people there or, or so. powerful worship wonderful word and there's just such a such a strong presence of the holy spirit in the lord when you're gathered around so many like-minded believers
0: thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfire.com/give
3: and it was the last night it had already ended and we were actually leaving and i w- i turned back around to the stage and i was taking it all in and i started to grieve in my spirit and i was saying to myself i don't i don't want to leave this hmm. not the room not the thousands not not the preachers not the singers his presence and i started to to grieve at the thought that i was going to come home and it would feel different. and i and I feel like so many people experience that, which is where you get that whole like, I was on fire, and then like the fire the fire just sort of sizzles out for whatever reason. What happened? What happened? Like I used to be on fire. i I was on fire after youth camp, and I was on fire after revival services, and I was on fire. Well, what happens to that fire? And I started to grieve at the thought that i'll I'll leave this, I'll go home, And the Holy Spirit corrected me. And He said, "I don't even want you to look up there. Turn around and take me with you." Hmm. so I, I I literally physically, I turned around and I didn't actually even look back, which I know sounds <laughs> so intense and funny, kind of, but i didn't I didn't even look back at the stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: i I turned around and I exited the building and since then what i was able to so easily fall into in his presence in the midst of thousands i keep on being able to tap into his presence like that sitting in my bedroom driving down the street i'll just uh, at the gym, I, I was in. I was uh, talking to a friend about it, and I'm in the middle of the gym, and I just broke down. I was like, "His presence, is <laughs> wonderful." And here's the thing: so you asked, you know, what does that look like with our congregation, with with people that I'm that I'm that I'm sharing this with? Uh, the the truth of it keeps on hitting me that I can't take people there. I can't do it. I can't. None of us can. We can't we can't preach enough messages to take you to that place. You you there's not a worship leader anointed enough to take you there and keep you. There's it 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 just doesn't work like that. And and the Holy Spirit has had to teach me that continuously and say it's it, you can't do it. You can point in the right direction, but people will have to decide, my people, my people will have to decide that they begin to prepare on their own to receive, or when they come into the house of praise, all they're doing is striving to reach to reach my presence because they didn't come prepared to receive it. Mm and i think that's happening in a in the american church i don't know about everywhere else but i believe it's happening in the american church because we come in we come in with with uh the the spirit of starbucks right it me now we, we we come in with the spirit of um whose 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 game is today what time is what time is kickoff and then 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 we depend upon the the anointing of our worship team to take us to a place that we're not prepared to even receive we 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 want our pastor to feed us something and we haven't even come with an empty plate those are just probably mid uh uh descriptions of what i'm talking about but they're i'll, I'll say it this way i believe that we need more revival in our bedrooms with our Bibles open alone. Yep.
1: I just going to say that personal, then, personal revival. Then we need mass gatherings right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no perfect, there's no perfect conference. There's no perfect sermon someone can craft or uh, atmosphere. Someone can, can uh, create to, to get what can only be to get what can only be got. In your own time with the Lord. And I think that we admire, we look at people, we admire their walk, or we look at, you know, um, you see someone get elevated, you know, to a higher platform or something like that. And we go, oh, man, must be nice. I'm like, yeah, well, like also, like the hours upon hours upon hours of face down, like God, you know, just being, having their heart bare before the Lord. Um, you know, we, we tend to overlook that. Um, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, um, is, you know, there's at the tail end of the year we experienced, you know, within the body of Christ, some pretty gnarly exposure. Um, and that's not going to stop. That wasn't just a, like, we're going to continue to see this as God continues to purify his bride. There is going to be rot that's going to be exposed or impurities that are going to be exposed. And uh, it's very easy if you're not careful to fall into a pharisaical mindset of, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not like them. So glad I'm not in that kind of a position. Um, And so one thing that I keep going back to is um, the parable of the tax collector in Luke's chapter 18, where uh, it says, Jesus says, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like those other people, robbers and evildoers and adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, give a tenth of all I get. The tax collector stood at a different distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And so Jesus actually commends the tax collector as the one who went home justified before God. And he says, for all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Even saying, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not in that kind of a position. I'm so glad that I'm not that. Jesus literally just put exalted in with that same exalting yourself. That what the tax collector did, which we're all guilty of you guys Mm -hmm. as exalting ourselves. And what I find myself doing is just being a lot more just pure before the Lord of just like, if I hear something about exposure or something like that, I feel sadness for the person. I feel sadness for the people involved, but compassion. And I think that really solidifying, like God is drawing very clear lines with me right now. Like, who is your enemy? It's not so-and-so pastor over there who gave themselves into sin. It's not this leader who mistreated people. It's not YouTube. It's not, they're not my enemies, you know? We have a very clear enemy, and the Bible is very clear about that. And so if that's true, that God is really guarding my heart in this way of like, don't be so quick to take up offense even uh, even in honor of other people, like if you were wrong, Josh, and I'm like, who that person they got me to deal with now. now I'm upset with them, you know, and I think that we do that out of a place of compassion, but God, like, like, like justice belongs to God, you know? And so I've found myself in this place of just being like, really just pure God, purifying my heart towards other people, purifying my heart before him. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot to unpack there, but um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, Yeah, I, I would say
3: that God is drawing a line with so many right now. And I mean, I think it's safe to say that he's he's always doing that. Mm-hmm. But it certainly feels like it's a season where he is saying, now is the time. Now is the time to put aside the games, put aside those few things that you think aren't that big of a deal. When we're in, When we are in covenant with God, he needs all of us. He needs all of us. I heard this this preacher recently uh, give a message on this this one sin. He had this one small sin, and that's the way that he would that's the way that he would see it. It's just one small thing. It's just the one, and he was like, "The Lord spoke to me, and he told me it's just, it's but it's still not everything. Mm-hmm. I need all of you, and you're making excuse for your sin when you should be dying to it." And I was like, man, how often are we just making excuses for our small slip ups and our small mistakes when really the Bible is telling us expose those things, be honest about those things and let, let the glory of God uh, reveal and then release you from them. But we're so uh, we want to keep everything private. We want to keep everything hidden uh, when the Bible tells us the opposite, expose that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like the Lord is. He is drawing that line. And, uh, you know, the religious minded, you're going to say, well, I I don't receive that. That that doesn't sound like a loving Jesus. We're talking about God Almighty, Mm -hmm. talking about God Almighty. And we need to step off of our high horse and thinking that we can just do whatever we want, act however we want walk into his, walk into his throne room with our big ego and pride. And we need to stay so, so humble. Yeah. So, so humble to ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and something that I was thinking about while you're talking to is we look at, you know, comparing ourselves like, Oh, I'm so glad I'm not like that person. So glad I'm not like this person, but we also do it with, man, I wish I was in their position. I wish I had that I don't have that, and they have this, and I wish that I did. Or we put ourselves into a position where we can't even receive a compliment when you're feeling maybe you're actually feeling down and you legitimately need to be lifted up. And yeah. God said someone along the way and says, Hey, I just you're great. Like I just want to let you know that out of the blue, and you're like, No, how could I be? Because Yeah, that false. God humility. has called God has called me out on that a couple mm-hmm. of times. And, um, you know, I was listening to Steve talking to, um, someone earlier this week on Elijah's Streams, and he was mentioning how the lack of even remembering God, what God had done to the point that it informed their future in terms of like, Hey, if God has done that, surely he can do this. If God has done this, surely he can do that. He parted the red sea for us. He provided manna in the desert and quail. And he, he led us by a pillar of fire, you know. Um, at, at night, you know, like all these amazing things, right. He delivered us from Egypt and, um, and yet not allowing that to inform your future with God of going, well, hold on. Like God did these things, these memorial stone moments in our, in our lives. And these are things we look at now today. And we're like, wow, like God, if you could do that, you could do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but because they continued to just doubt God, they continued to, um, they continued to rely on their own ability to see. Yeah. It was like in an instant, God, a whole generation had to die off in order for them to go into the promised land. And I do not want to be in that boat. No. So whatever God, whatever you need to do in my heart. And if I have to force myself to acknowledge, um, there's this funny, there's this funny meme. It's from this kind of dumb movie called bird box, but, (laughs) It's like this guy's holding this lady's eyes open, like making her look. And sometimes I have to do Uh, that with myself. Like if, if, if that could be encapsulated in a meme, it would be that for me. A lot of times I have to go, no, like you will acknowledge what this person said as a compliment to you, or you will acknowledge God's faithfulness because he's done all these things. And just because you're not feeling it right now, doesn't make it any less true that God is a provider and that he is going to provide and that he is going to heal and he is gonna all these things. Sometimes yeah. we've got to do that with ourselves, like make ourselves, make ourselves look.
3: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, you mentioned we look at God, let them out of Egypt, but look at everything they had to give while they did it. Look at the years of wandering. Look at the 100% dependency
1: mm-hmm.
3: on the Lord. That's what hundred percent dependency looks like. Just start walking in a desert and I will rain food down from heaven. Mm -hmm. I'll warm you. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to send a missionary with blankets. No, I'm going to, there's going to be a pillar of fire in the sky. That's what's coming. And we, we read the story and we're like, Oh, this is magical. This is awesome. Amazing miracles. Uh, If you're being told that you're like, I don't know if I believe, like, can I really trust that? So uh, we we look at the Bible and we look at these things and we're like, yeah, the Lord's going to do it. But look at the sacrifice at the same time. Uh, you know, you mentioned the ministers, look at the sacrifice of the minister. Yeah. Look at his prayer life. Don't just look at his Instagram. Don't look at his followers. Don't look at like how many likes he gets. Don't look at the stages he walks on. Look at, look at where he came from before walking on the stage. And honestly, don't. Uh, well, I won't even get into that. I will not <laughs> talk about someone's anointing. We won't go in that area. But the people who actually are those spiritual heroes—I I don't know what else you would call them—these these heroes of the faith, uh, the the older generation, they would they would say the generals of the faith. Mm-hmm. So there's some generals of the faith, and then then there's these highly anointed, but they're not they're not living that life. So you you can have an anointing. Without the life, but over here, these these people that we we have this uh, this envy to say, man, when is it when is it going to be my time? When is it going to be my moment? When 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 are my gifts going to be shown in the church?
2: Hmm.
3: That's what church has become. Hmm. Hello, church. That's what church has
2: become—a
3: <laughs> place where where my gift has a place to thrive. If this is your church you better shut everything down and reevaluate and say, we are going to do nothing, but get on our hands and knees and praise the Lord. Cause that is the gathering of the body of Christ on a Sunday morning hmm. that we would come together and glorify the Lord. It's not about what, where is my place? Where's my place here? People are, people are picking their pastors, their spiritual guardians and guides if if I can use those words, it's kind of funny words. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Star Wars. Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, our, our our spiritual leadership based on um how much freedom I have to to express myself in church. Hmm. Come on, guys. Like is that pastoring to you? Look at a pastor, look at it, look at a shepherd with his sheep. There's so much correction, there's so much <laughs> You're in the wrong. We have to get back. We have to get back to a strength in his word, a strength in his truth. I said this on Sunday that we have become, what did I say? I wrote it down. We have deep emotion and shallow devotion. Hmm. The devotion Dude. is what's missing. Some we'll people need to let that sink in. The devotion yeah. <laughs> is what is missing. Wow. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not knocking the emotion. I am emotional. I was I was just emotional 20 minutes ago. Yeah, no, I, I mean I'll get emotional again. I'm not knocking the emotion. But if you want the next level where God is building this next season the devotion to his word, the devotion to sacrifice, the devotion to giving all that acts church, that first church waiting on the Holy Spirit in one mind and one accord and prayer and supplication. Mm-hmm. Signs, miracles and wonders would happen and then the church would grow. So this was the pattern of that early church. And then persecution right at the end. That is a devoted, I found Jesus for real, Christian lifestyle. And it's what's missing in the body. Three things the body needs. It's what's missing in the body. We are, I don't know if lazy is the right word. We could probably easily use it we're a lazy church. Mm. We're full of requests. Lord, send revival, send revival, send revival, but we're not putting in the work to be even prepared to receive it. And be careful listening to the, wor- the word work. I don't mean that you go out and mm. come up with your... do do, do your big creative plan of how we're gonna get people here. that That's not the work I'm talking about. I'm talking about the seed that you get into the ground, what is being produced out of it. I think a lot of people are planting creative seeds, fun seeds, exciting seeds.
0: I like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show.
3: And it might be in good ground, but it, it, it will show what you're planting. It's like the old saying, uh, you are what you eat. Mm-hmm. Like it shows. It shows. But instead of what we're uh, ingesting or digesting, um, now we're talking about what are we planting? What are we working on? What are we tilling up? And then then putting the work in and then looking what is coming up. And we can look around we can look around the Church of America and see what is thriving. Exciting, quick, action-packed, fun, motivational will get you through until next Sunday. Mm-hmm. But where is the longevity? That if, and I'm not prophesying this, I don't think, (laughs) but what if America has to be humbled extremely to where our gatherings shut down? Hmm. Will you fall to the wayside? Will you even make it? And, And I don't mean to sound doom and gloom. I hope this encourages you. I just wanted to encourage you in the right direction. I don't care about encouraging your feelings. I care about encouraging conviction to get you to the feet of Jesus, not just there, just to, to soak in his presence, but that you would start to see, I need, I need revival in my bedroom with my Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need personal worship Mm -hmm. where I'm singing my own words of praise that I am, that I am, When I go to pray and and take this as a revelation of prayer, prayer is not that we just ask of things. And contrary to a poor teaching, prayer is not just talking to God. We've dumbed it down to uh, get people to understand and try it out. It's not that we're just talking to God. Prayer is partnership with God. Coming into agreement, coming into one accord with God. That's why our prayers have to come uh, come in line with His will. It's not just about whatever we ask. Hmm. So when so when we come to pray, that we're not just coming into asking what we want of the Lord, or or thanking Him for what we already gave, hmm. because that's kind of the theme of prayer in America. Where often do you see prayer? We're going to take thirty seconds. We're going to open up with prayer hmm. thank you lord amen that's nothing there's not a thing wrong with that praise god i hope we continue to be a people Yeah, today.
1: don't stop that don't, but...
3: stop that don't stop that but don't yeah. limit it don't limit the power of prayer which is the power of his word because that's where i'm i'm getting this truth from his word we don't limit the power of prayer to asking and thinking
0: hmm.
3: i thank him and i ask him i ask him and i thank him so come into agreement with god to say lord holy spirit help me help me be the helper that i'm told you are help me to come into god's presence that my that my words would be found worthy which is also word which is also scripture that we would be a a worthy found people in prayer praise and worship
1: mhm yeah. And there's, you know, I, I know that this is the heart's cry. i see some comments, but I know this is a heart's cry. Of people who are like, man, I want that kind of devotion. But, you know, I lack the devotion or like there's one comment that said that. And and, um, I totally understand. I think that it's really important, though, to not wait until we feel like being devoted. And that's yeah. something that I have to I will make myself like I spent ample time with the Lord yesterday morning. I hit the evening. I was working on a a project, uh, a creative project, and so I was talking with the Lord during that time. But I just felt like, man, I need I need to go back in the Word. And rather than going, no, I checked that off the list. I already spent time in the Word. I was like, no, I'm going to do it again. I busted out my concordance. I busted out my Bible, and there was That's one good. verse in particular that got it highlighted to me, and I wanted to tear it apart. I wanted to get in there. I wanted to like find out what these words mean, and and mm-hmm. And, and the, all the while I'm like flipping through these words, I'm just like getting further revelation of the magnitude of what these yeah. words mean. And that's one of the things why I love going into the concordance is because you get a greater layer, a greater depth of these words rather than just being like hope. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you see a deeper meaning behind that anyways. Um, and so, but for me, it was like, I didn't necessarily feel like Getting back in the word because I was like, the, I did have that thought of Nardi did that. Yeah, I actually had that thought, you know, and and I was like, no, dude, like this is what you need right now, like, yeah. and even if I don't have, even if maybe it doesn't quite make sense, you know, I'm like, no, but like right now, I'm actually dealing with this issue over here, and and yeah. and reading the Bible is not going to make this issue any more fixed, you know, but. I man, I can't tell you how many times, all of a sudden, I'll be like, I'll sit down, and I'll dive into the Word. I'll just spend really spend time with Him, and all of a sudden, it's like His presence just comes, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, there it is, you know. There's a power
3: in His Word that
1: we have forgotten. We just
3: have. Let let this encourage you, people. Your worship will not drive off demons. Your praise will not fight off demons. The YouTube message that you watch, it's not it's not defeating the enemy of your life. Look at the life of Jesus every time the enemy spoke to him, the enemy Satan spoke to him. What did he respond with? God's word. God's word holds the power to fight off the mnemonic, to truly break things off of our life. Mm -hmm. This is more than just a study guide. This is living, breathing power. God's word. Mm -hmm. That's revelation. Because without the revelation of the word... You just don't have much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how else to say that, but we need the revelation of his word to truly access his presence, to receive all that we can from him, to overcome, to, to combat. Uh, we, we, we take on the armor of God. Like that is all this. His word is power. And there is a falling away of the church that is just simply, there's a falling away from opening up your Bible and reading. Yeah. And that that sounds it like when you just say it out loud, it sounds small. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. It's not good enough to have your app on Sunday and just follow along with whatever preacher or teacher or pastor is saying, like, I need this. Mm -hmm. So whoever was saying I I lack the devotion, or maybe a better word would say, I lack the motivation. Number one, ask the Holy Spirit for help. Uh, Humble yourself to uh, the situation that he sets up for you to uh, become devoted. It's not an overnight thing, but you 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 have to take a step. I say this about worship, and you can apply the same thing about this this devoted life. Worship is not what we feel; it's what we give.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
3: So, so the Christian walk is not what we. It's not all about what we feel. Well, I I don't I don't feel devoted, and I don't feel um I don't feel a desire to get into His Word. I don't feel uh, okay. Um, <laughs> like it's not about feelings. That's, that's, that's a cultural thing that's hitting hard on this generation and the prior generation. The Millennials are all about feeling, mm-hmm. uh, make make plans with your friends and tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're going to make plans depending on how you feel in that moment in that day. Mm-hmm. That's why millennials are the most, um, uncommitted generation to ever exist because we're feeling based and culture has impacted the church rather than the church impacting culture. Mm-hmm. So that's all in there, and we should know it. So yeah. you have to combat what we have picked up from the world. That that I'm I'm that's why we wait on Sunday mornings to feel something, and then we say, Ah, oh, worship was so good. So worship is what we give.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's it man. And and I really do want like we're we're really trying to address address this stuff. I I don't want anyone to feel condemned or or put on the spot or anything like that. That's not that's not our heart. That's not what we're doing. I I just think that it's important. And I Jillian, I I saw your comment. I do agree with you. Like it is okay. It is okay to uh, how did you say it? So you said want I'm looking for your comment. It's buried in here. Oh, it's okay. It's okay to start with wanting to want it. Yes. I 100% agree. Yeah. Taking it from there and going, okay, what am I going to do with this? Want scripture says come near to him. He will come near to you. It's a promise. God says you will seek me. You will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And that is a promise. Those are things we can stand on. Both of which are scriptures. And. I think that it's really important to really take a long, hard look at, okay, how am I spending my time? Am I, am I passing my time scrolling on Instagram? Am I probably passing my time scrolling on whatever YouTube or, um, you know, to distract myself because I'm bored or like, I'm all about like taking a breather, taking a moment. But I mean, even just what I, I, I. I kind of ex- explained that happened with me yesterday, even of just going like, no, I already did that. I already read the word. And I'm like, well, ha- hang on, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, wait a minute, you know? So I'm always quick to put myself on the spot too, guys. Yeah. And you guys know that. Um, but that is the goal is like, hang on dude, like any moment in, in whatever I get, get in with the Lord, even if it's like 20 minutes, all I have is 20 minutes. I'm just like, Holy spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome here. You yeah. are welcome to do whatever you want, speak however you want to speak. And sometimes it's, Hey, no, let's, I feel pulled to journaling. Sometimes it is a lot of times it is pouring into the word. Sometimes it is, no, let's just sit here, you know, but like, whatever it is, I'm just like, I, I just, I want the Holy spirit engaged. I want to be engaged with the Holy spirit. Um, but I think that it is, Um, I would really encourage those of you who are, Feeling like, yeah, I'm just like, I just, I want that kind of devotion, uh, but I'm lacking discipline or I'm lacking. um, either, Yeah. The, the desire to make yourself do it, set 10 minutes aside. If that's all you have before kids wake up or 20 minutes or wake up an hour earlier than you normally would, but making the time and actually doing it so important guys. Like I can't make it through a day yeah. without spending time with the Lord. Now, like, like, it's so essential. So essential. So
3: I, I wasn't prepared to bring it up. But there's a scripture that says, uh, pray always. Mm-hmm. Um, elimination, maybe you can find that for me. But it says pray always. And I, I mentioned that on Sunday with our people, Is it uh, Ephesians, possibly. And I, I see a comment that I want to come back to um, pray always. And uh, you were mentioning, you know, take take whatever time that you have. And and yes, I think uh, we, we should we should do our best to implement that that special time with the lord always but the scripture says and i think multiple maybe just maybe two different scriptures
1: pray always Mm -hmm. pray without ceasing pray
3: at all times yeah so
1: ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 in my translation says and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests which is this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people yeah so So, i think that verse in other translations would say pray always." So yeah. people can check it out.
3: And yeah, check it out for yourself. You can you can come up with whatever you think. But to me, it, it speaks something to the fact that it's saying pray always, pray at all times, mm-hmm. whichever translation you're reading. It's something about it doesn't stop. And I think, uh, well, how, how can we do that? So, we, so we're trying to like find like our 10, 15 minutes, but how can we pray always? Well, it, it suggests to say that, Uh, Maybe prayer isn't something that's just audible out of our mouth, but it's a continuous something in our spirit where we are in union with God at all times. So in whatever you're doing, you're in a prayerful unity with God at all times to where you you, you said, "I, I, I stop and I just invite the Holy Spirit. Something that's been life changing for me more and more and more lately is how often I apply the time with the Holy Spirit to every single thing that I do. Mm. Everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't want to like. Uh, don't don't misunderstand me, anyone, because I do set aside time, but I also don't want to leave the Holy Spirit there. The being of the uh, Holy yeah. Spirit there. It's like this is this is my time, but this is also your place.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're not allowed to interrupt me any other
3: time. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, like I, I want I want to be in union with God, in union with the Holy Spirit at all times, so that I can pray always, so that I can pray without ceasing, so that I can pray without uh um Always like we could probably have a whole nother discussion about that, and there's probably going to be a lot of opinions on there. But read your own Bibles, put it all together, take all scripture, don't pick out your scriptures and, and build your faith upon one or two. Yeah, it all has to come together. But um I, I just want to make sure that there wasn't a comment that I that I wanted to speak to.
1: Yeah. Well, you're looking really quick. I think the the whole idea behind this too, is starting, starting some, you have to start somewhere, right? And at some point, if you want to, to have a better prayer life or a better, um, better times with the Lord, uh, more robust times with the Lord, however you want to say it, you have to start somewhere. And so like Illumination, she said, what I found lately that the more I force myself to sit with my Bible, the more I find I'm craving it on a day-to-day basis. And that's it is you get, there is a cascading effect to this realizing like, Oh my goodness, like scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or whatever actually is. I'm not, I'm not going to find anything on there. And there's always this thing that, you know, when, when you find yourself in that trap, you're like, Oh, maybe I'll find something that that's exciting this time. Or maybe I'll find, you know, something worth reading or watching this time. And, um, You know, when I find myself in those places of like, there's a tendency to like really veg out, I stop myself and I'm like, Oh, hang on. What you're really looking for is connection with the Lord, you know? So, yeah. yeah, exactly. And God wants to spend time with us. You know, like Jillian just said, she's like the fact that he wants to meet with us, that he longs to be alone with us in prayer, in the word. People say you never regret a workout. You never regret putting your phone down and being with him. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. There's never been a regrettable moment.
1: No, I've never I've regretted a time the with the Lord ever. I've never felt like I've
3: given him too much mm-hmm. or I could have gone shorter or I could have done less. Yeah. Never a moment.
1: I mean, I've had the opposite where I'm like, man, I just like. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of that. Yeah. Like I should have given more. I should have been more obedient. I should have
3: studied more. Yeah. The, the yeah, more time really. that, the more time that we prepare our spirit, mm-hmm. the more and more you're going to receive and, and feel and be filled up and, and all of these things that, that we use in the church to say it, it comes. And, and like Jeff is saying, just, just start. And, uh, it's, it's been a simple thing for my life. I actually did this when I was like 15. I asked the Lord, um, and this was specific to me. I asked the Lord to help me like people. Interesting. To like them. Wow. Because I felt a call on my life and I said, Lord, help me to have a love for people. Yeah. Don't I have a love for for your presence. I have a love for you, your word um, to worship you. But I didn't love people and I knew that that was wrong. So I asked, I said, Lord, help me. If, if I'd been more grown in, in, my, in my knowledge of the word, I would have said, Holy Spirit, be the helper that I know you are and teach me, give me a love like the Father has. So you, you can take the same thing and apply it. Ask the helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to be devoted. But this is the way that the Lord always works, or more often, he will work this way.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today.
3: And you need to prepare yourself for it. He, he more often, I'm not going to say always. He more often will give you opportunity.
1: <laughs> to be I was hoping you, you were going to say that. Yeah.
3: He's not just going to give you devotion. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I've learned from experience because I was on, I was on that side saying, Lord, just give it to me. Just give me what I need. Just give me that heart. Just give. what God wants to do is give you opportunity because through opportunity comes great growth
1: well you don't learn anything if i if you're like you know if if everything is given to you when you ask for it in the way you want it Mm -hmm. you don't you're not going to learn anything yeah and if he
3: just gives us all everything all at one time or whatever it is we're asking for yeah it it breaks off the um the necessity of relying on him because i already have what i need Mm -hmm. it breaks off coming back to the source every time we need to be in constant need of the lord not that we lack because the bible talks about that but he has to be the source so i i don't just i do but i i don't want to just be given and then just walk on like he's this vending machine where I press a button and get what I want. He's a good father and a good father doesn't just want to spoil his child. He wants to teach them to grow and be, be who he's calling them to be. And so as, as much as I want to, uh, and I do. i I one hundred percent agree with you that we're not talking doom and gloom, and we're not trying to put a heavy weight on people here in this conversation. But at the same time, um I, I pray that that we would grow stronger to to not be so threatened by a conversation that sounds like work hmm. Like, I, I, I pray that that the Church of America would grow past infant stage where and I, I mean no disrespect in saying this and I, and I'm not reading um, hardly anything. so I, I don't know if I'm responding to anyone when I say this. I don't mean to be. but if if what you're hearing in this conversation is like we're we're beating you over the head you've missed from it because you've guilty is charged. The lot of stuff I'm talking about guilty is charged. You've missed something. If, if, if you feel like we're just trying to make you feel bad here, we're talking about how can we find the perfect will of God for our lives and experience his holy, wonderful, precious presence and and all of these things. Well, you know what? It, It does come with a, a big giving of self.
1: Mm-hmm. Look, and I think too, like something that I um because look, like the reality is, you know, you going, okay, well, pray without ceasing. Okay, lock myself in my prayer closet and never leave ever. You know? Um, no. That's exactly what I'm saying Yeah, no, no Josh yeah. is like, speak for yourself, Jeff. Um, yeah, no, um, man. I'll be out at a movie and I'll immediately just, I'll feel God's presence and I'll just start talking to him while I'm watching the movie or playing video game or hanging out with my wife, you know, and our conversation is guided in, um, you know, a really cool direction or um, out shopping. And I think really what it comes down to is staying on and not looking at this, re- like things in a binary sense of like, okay, God talks to me when I'm sitting at the kitchen table or when I'm in my favorite chair after that, no, no, like it's staying on and staying engaged. And as I've walked with the Lord that has become, that's grown in me yeah. more and more and more where it's just like immediately. I'm just, it, cause my heart is that I want to just be alert yeah. so that I can pray for people that so that I'm like, sometimes it's like, God will have me talk to people. Sometimes he's like, no, I just want you to pray right here. Pray for this, you know, or like there's someone far away, like can't get to them and, um, or see someone driving and I'll, cause I feel a lot of stuff. So immediately I'll drive by somebody, I'll catch, catch their eyes or something. And immediately I feel just like sorrow or like I was at the, um, I, I was on vacation, Leavenworth, Washington, which is this really cute German town in the mountains in uh, Washington state. And, um I walked into the store and I I saw this the cashier and oh dude like I just I almost started crying. I felt I felt God's God's love for her. And I was like I don't know if this girl's a Christian or not, but I and he's like no, you need to tell her, you need to tell her that I'm thinking about her. Yeah. And I was like all right, you know, so my my mother-in-law went up to pay for something and I was like hey, I was like I was like <laughs> Are you, are you a Christian? And she's like, why? <laughs> that's all she said. Why? why? What's about to happen? Why? And I was like, alright, so that's either going to mean she hates Christians, or yeah. she is a Christian, and she's just curious. Um. And so I just said, hey, I was like, I just walked in, and I just really felt like God, I just really felt like He wanted you to know that He loves you, and He's thinking about you. And she's like, okay, thank you. Like That's all she said. I was like, alright, cool. Well, I was obedient, you know? And so I don't know what came of that, but it's those types of things where I just felt like I was like, oh my goodness. Like I just felt this swell of God's love for this girl. And then she needed to know, and God wanted to use me to tell her that. And I don't know what her time was on her lunch break afterwards. I know that she'll never, she won't soon forget it, Yeah, you know, but it's those types of things of just staying on and not expecting a certain look, I'll be honest, I would have loved. I would have loved the outcome of her being like, Oh, that's happened before with people I've talked to them. They start crying in public and yeah, but not every instance is going to be like that because you're hitting people at different moments in their lives. And God wants to use us to, to invade into their lives because that's what he wants. He wants to disrupt routines. He wants to, to, um, total invasion anyways. The Spirit sure. is
3: always speaking, doing, and moving. Yeah, always. straight up. And that's the Spirit that lives in us. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, the, the Spirit just told me. It's because it's in there. Mm-hmm. And if we have a realization that I am taking the Holy Spirit with me as I go, it's not just in my prayer closet <laughs> waiting for me to come back, but I'm, I'm continually... Uh, uh, Pray continually. give thanks in all circumstances. First Thessalonians, how can we how can we pray continually? Now, someone else might chime in and be like, "Well, I think that's just metaphor. I disagree. I say mm-hmm. God is telling us pray continually. if If we misunderstand what it's saying there, maybe we just misunderstand what prayer actually is. Maybe it's more than just audibly saying things. I pray continually. It's something on the inside that doesn't stop. And that's how when we pass people. That's how when we see something and that's how when all of a sudden, oh, I'm just in the movie theater, or I'm in this and' I'm, I'm, I'm at the grocery store and I've got I've got to follow this this partnership that I made with the Lord when I gave my mm-hmm. life to Christ and his spirit filled me. I've got <laughs> I've got to follow suit in that. And uh, either obey or disobey that feeling that I feel. That's the Holy Spirit. That is a continual yeah. life of prayer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So good. So let's hit the. <laughs> we've been talking. We've been talking about these three points, uh, the three things the body needs.
3: Yeah. Three, four, uh, five,
1: six. I don't know where yeah, we're, we're at now. Yeah. We've been talking about them, but I want to just, I want to, it, uh, yeah jim it's an attitude of prayer absolutely um the need for devotion the need for personal revival and the need to be spiritually prepared and that's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time yeah Yeah. so there it is you guys those three the three things the body needs right now which are undeniable the need for devotion need for personal revival and they need to be spiritually prepared. And yeah. how that exactly looks for each person is going to be between you and the Lord. But if you are if you are, desiring to grow deeper with the Lord, to be more devoted, to be more disciplined, now is the time. Do it now. Start now. You know, and I'm very firm. I, I really believe Cindy McGill last week talking about, or whenever it was last week or the week before of, of that, these, these couple of months are a landing zone. They're a landing zone for um, us. And that right now we need to be focusing on discernment and we need to be focusing on discipline. I think it was discernment and discipline. Uh, Nash, do you remember? Was it discernment and discipline? Discipline was one of them for sure. Discipline. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, And that's what we're talking about, you know? So, and how do you grow? How do you grow in in discernment? You spend time with the Lord, which may require discipline, which may require you to start being disciplined in something. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've got several irons in the fire of things I'm doing that I I have to make myself do because I don't want to do them. But I know that they're beneficial. So. Amen. Anyways. Well, Josh, why don't you go ahead and pray, pray for us, pray for the people.
3: Yeah, I would love to, uh, Lord, we just thank you God for this time. Father, I I just pray for every ear that has heard Lord, that, um, that they could digest all of this and there would be revelation through them seeking you. Father, just that seed that is planted in them, let that grow towards your heart, towards your presence. Lord, that, that devotion, um, there would be such a Holy Spirit conviction to pull them towards that devoted life mm-hmm. to you. Father, you, in your word, you speak about a good and acceptable and a perfect will. Well, what we're talking about is this perfect will, and that's what we desire to have with you. We desire to be that, to find that perfect will for our life, to be the bride that you talk about. So, Lord, I just pray over all generations, all ages, no matter where they're at in their life, that they would begin to Find you more and more, more than they've ever known you to be, whether they're 16 years of age or 60 years of age, and they've been doing this a long time. Like it doesn't matter, Lord. We we want all that we can have of you. Lord, I, I pray that um, there would be powerful relationships come to their lives, that they would be planted under strong leaders that would continue to grow them grow their spirit lord i just um out, outside of this conversation i just pray for all of all of broken hearts that um are just trying to give jesus a chance again mm-hmm. so this this conversation aside i just pray towards broken hearts um misguided hearts lord uh, I, I just I rebuke false teaching and, and confusion and people who who gave their heart and it, it just it didn't turn out the way that they thought. And I, I just I speak the name of Jesus over those situations um, and, and I speak truth that his name is love, that his name is truth, that his name it uh, is 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 the way. That He is the way, the truth, and the life. In anything that has been spoken, um, out of out of man's truth that didn't align with God's word and hurt someone and mess someone up, Lord, I just pray for healing to come in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I pray against every demonic attack that thinks they are having their way. Lord, give scripture, give God's word to his people, Lord, that they would combat with truth and power in the name of Jesus. Devil, you have no place. We speak the powerful words over that situation, over their house, over their family, Lord, covering in the name of Jesus. Let the blood of Christ cover every single situation in person. Lord, we pray these things in your mighty name. Let it be done. Mm -hmm. We stand upon your word. Lord, I just pray over over what I have spoken. If it doesn't align with your word in any way, let those words go in one ear and out the other. In Jesus' name, let this conversation be protected by the Holy Spirit, that uh, it would be received only through the filter of the truth of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm -hmm. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Uh, and Pa 60 on, on rumble, be blessed. Like it really is uh, the easiest answer to the, what we're talking about is just to set time aside, uh, you know, more time than if you feel like there's more time. Uh, but I also think that you, a, an important question to ask is what is, the, what do I mean by devotion? God, when I say I want to be more devoted, what is that? What do I think that means? and allow God into that conversation of like, do you not see there've been areas where I've been like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. God's been like, can you not see the areas that you are? Look how you're helping people. Look how you look what you're doing here. Look what you're doing there. And so I think sometimes we do need a perspective shift. And so, um, God loves you and wants to spend time with you and let that be your motivation. Um, so. Um, oh discernment and patience discernment and patience were the things that thank you illumination being patient and having discernment there we go she also did mention self-control and discipline or something but anyways doesn't matter josh thank you man this was great thank you guys it's it's always an honor to be with you i love you
3: guys thanks illumination in the background keeping it all together for us she's in the background keeping keeping me and jeff on point thank you so much uh no this this was a wonderful talk i i hope everyone um rushes to their bible uh and if if you're leaving here and you're like well they talked about this stuff but they didn't really tell me how i do it well it's Let the Holy Spirit answer that for you. Like Mm -hmm. Jeff said, it's going to be it's going to look different for you, maybe. But um, you know, I I hope you I hope you don't feel lost after this. Open up your Word and find the answer. Mm -hmm. We're we're just discussing it, but open up your Word and and see the the truth of His Word. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, thank you guys. Love you.
1: Honor to be on. Absolutely. And then how how can people follow you? Um, if they so desire. If, What's you, the best s- if you so desire,
3: uh, you could follow Crave the Movement. Um, I think my handles on social media are Josh D. Rich on some stuff. Uh, or Revival House is is the church that uh, we pastor here in Kentucky, uh, which, which will probably see more posts from me there than on my own. Mm. So follow along there. If you go to mine, there's like three posts. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, everybody have a blessed Wednesday. Tune in tomorrow. We've got co-founder of California will be saved. Joel Mott is back in the house. Him and Ross Johnston and their team have been moving and shaking down in California. Uh, so we always look forward to chilling with him. That's gonna be a great time. It's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also ElijahStreams.com slash donate. is how you guys donate. That goes towards this, that allows us to bring on the Josh Riches and the Joel Mott and all kinds of other people. And we so appreciate the donation. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. for Temple. Joel Mott, okay, bye
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.